We are three minutes past 11 o'clock here on SENZ. Ian Smith is back next Monday after his jaunt at the Cricket World Cup. And when I say jaunt, I mean world-class commentary, obviously. Uh, what a time that has been in India for everyone involved. McCarty will hopefully be back on deck tomorrow. A couple of sick kids this morning. Right now, while well, I started the show with it, and I want to come back to it, they are our cousins from the Western Island and it's a very intriguing time in Australian sport at the moment. So let's welcome in Ben Davis from SENQ, uh, 7 News Brisbane as well. He is as Australian as they come. If you look at his Twitter, you will see a photo with him and Pigeon Glen McGrath, and that's how you know. Morning, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very good morning to you. Western Island, that's the first. I haven't heard that one before. Maybe it's news travels just a little bit slower across the Tasman to get to us, but I like that. That's a good one. Western Island, uh, lovely, lovely. Hey, and can I, can I just say, uh, I'm Smithy. Smithy's commentary is world-class, and for an Aussie saying that about a Kiwi, I, I, I reckon he's in the grand final of cricket commentators uh, on the planet. He is absolutely outstanding to listen to. So we love it. He, he and Ricky Ponting in that grand final too. Oh. So actually doesn't, doesn't leave room for too many others, does it? But anyway, oh. he's a ripper. No, you're right. Punter, we caught up with Smithy only... Um a couple of weeks ago, actually, when, when New Zealand was still in the tournament, Ben, and he said that working with, working with Ricky is like unlike anything he has ever experienced because he still, he still commentates like a captain. He just has never lost that captaincy yeah. gene. And you're right. The, the fact, you know, Smithy's day, he's revered because he's doing a, a, neut- he's a neutral in a final for the two big, uh, the biggest powerhouses in world cricket. So it was quite amazing to hear him over there, mate. Hey, can I actually start with Ricky Ponting, mm. though? Because it's yeah. a perfect segue. It's a perfect segue. Um, you've got a photo of a pigeon, as I say, on your Twitter. You're obviously been close to this team or followed them, worked with them for a long period of time. How will Punter, Gilly, Hados, uh, Steve, Mark, Wall, uh, the mm. crew be feeling now? Did, and, and after they isolated Pat Cummins by backing their mate Justin Langer to the um, tell, what are they feeling right now? And are you expecting to hear from anyone to kind of uh, go back on the harshness of their critics criticism? Only probably what a year ago. No, it's a really, really good point, and it's a question I wanted to put to Matt Hayden this morning on my program. Um, sadly, the time difference is going to be against us. When I say that. Hados said he's very thirsty for a drink after being in a dry state and the state he could be in when we phone him at 7am Indian time this morning may not be a good one. But it's a really good point because Pat Cummins does join the likes of uh, Border, War, Ponting and Clark as World Cup winning captains. It's a fair group to be in and I think he's above Michael Clark as captain, uh, as far as captaincy material, which last week... I probably wouldn't have said, but you have a look at the years that he has had. We're talking about a test captain, a red ball captain, and a white ball captain, which is, in world cricket these days, is a rarity to pick up the white ball and red ball, captain both teams, and captain them well. We're talking retaining the Ashes in England, and let's be fair, should have probably won the Ashes in England, but for a few things that didn't go over their way. And again, that's a critique of his captaincy as well. They've won the World Test Championship. Uh, there was a one-day series in, in India, which was earlier in the year. They got through there. Again, captain of that side, and now is captain of a team to a World Cup all this year. So you've got to think that his captaincy and where he sits is right up there as far as the 
uh, echelon, the top echelons of captains in this country. And we know that the Australian cricket captain is second only to the Prime Minister in, in, the, in the way it's revered and held in this country. That, that, that's the position of, of the Australian cricket captain. Yet, results are one thing, reputation is mm. another. And it's a, question, it's a question I've been asking my listeners over the last month. Uh, it, it, what currency does reputation hold? The results, you cannot question. Reputation, though. I mean, woke, uh, solar panel pat, part of JL's knifing, player-led rebellion. Um, there's just something about Pat Cummins that rubs some of us the wrong way. But does that all get put to a side now? So it's a really, really good question. I mean, Andrew McDonald, you know, is there and has and has been part of this as well. So. You've got to think some of these calls that he has made um, as a captain, it's, you, can't, you can't fault them on field. Off field, that's the question that this country is asking themselves now. Where does he sit? Is it hard to, is it hard to forgive perceived sins of the past? But this goes a long way. Well, if there's one thing I know about Australians and Queenslanders, but Australians mostly, the one thing you mm. like more than 4X beer, it's winning. So why do you why do you care if the bloke loves the planet? And and the, this is this is my question for you, Ben. The changing of the guard has happened. This yeah. this yeah. kind of current base of cricketers they aren't the rah rah cricketers of your two thousands and your nineties. It's they're a new face. They're a new guard. What about the mm. cricket fan? What about the cricket public? Has that changed well, at all, or or are they still rusted on and forex drinking? You know. I, I, I feel I feel there's a lot of the nation that are Natalie and Brulia right now torn about this. But as Queenslanders, the one thing, yeah, we love our forex and we, we we love winning, but we also love loyalty and our mates. And it's something that the State of Origin team has been based on. They pick and they stick. Mal Meninga will be sticking by his end. You remember, that was the eighth series in, in a row, that dynasty. And we've seen him in the Australian uh, with the kangaroos. He will, he will pick and he will stick with them, no matter the sin. So, sometimes there are two bigger sins, but mainly loyalty will win overall. And, and that's the big dilemma. Choice between two bad things, isn't it? Where you... Where you place Pat Cummins, because that loyalty was not shown to Justin Langer. And that loyalty has been shown by his mates, by Ponsi, by Hayden, by McGrath. Uh, they, they will stand by their mate, always. In the words of John Williamson, true blue, do you stand by mate? And that's, and that's, you know, and it may be old school, but sometimes the old school is the best school. That's why I think we're right now, we're taught over where Pat Cummins sits. Uh, everyone has an opinion on it. There's 25 million, 26 million Australian selectors. So we all, we all have an idea about this. He's starting to win me over. He's starting to win me over. I, I was a bit like, there's just something about this bloke. In fact, he's not a Queenslander, but there's just something about this bloke. <laughs> just, you, know, it, you know what? My 16-year-old daughter has just had her first boyfriend. And I was all, oh. you know, bad boys to, you know, yo, Reggie, who are you? How old are you? Yeah, and all that stuff. But uh, I can't fault the bloke. I, I really want to. I was picking holes in him, and uh, he just, he, he's a good unit. So Pat Cummins, I'm trying not to like him for a number of reasons, but he just, 
keeps giving me reasons. So even his even his press conference after JL got knifed, he answered questions, and you go, oh yeah, okay, no, I get that. I want to. I don't want to get it. I really don't want to like you, but you're kind of winning me over here. Anyway, that's where we see the tag Well, from, you know, he's he's got the perfect teeth. He he bowls the the, the line <laughs> and length. He he takes the wickets yeah. when you need. But like, let's not yeah. forget, he's not a pansy. Like he he gave it to the English over there. He stood up for his team. He, he turns it oh, on yeah. when it counts. So there's enough to like. And you talk about true blue and maybe the old guard. And there is some there is some purpose to the old school still. But then you look mm. at the I called I called Australian rugby a, a flaming uh, eucalyptus tree at the moment in the middle of a bushfire. Yeah. And that <laughs> that true blue Eddie Jones. Um, Hamish McLennan, bullish, brash, do your bidding in the media, through the media, uh, gaslight the media. That that style didn't work, and it and it put them in a. And there's two different sports and two different systems. And you, you know, I understand the the sentiment around the Australian cricket captain second in line to the prime minister and all that stuff. But <laughs> that old school method did not work for Australian rugby, did it? And it has been a, a a dumpster fire that they're only just starting to extinguish now. And now they've got to rebuild Ben. So I don't know what. How do they move? Forward, they're going to have to somehow. Normally, this is where I try and reach through the microphone and give you a headbutt and go, Come on, this is Australia here, and I can't have a Kiwi dissing it, but I can't disagree with you. A dumpster fire, the flaming eucalyptus in a bush, that's a good one. I might use that when I speak to Dan Herbert, the new boss of Australian rugby, in an hour on my program. Look, that that's the. that's the biggest thing that Dan Herbert has to figure out now. Where do you even start with, with this? So, so many starting points. Um, the, the coach won't be the starting point. A director of rugby, a high-performance director, to basically be the coach's boss. That's that's a starting point. But we we've got to have a look at we've got to have a look at the number of teams we've got in this country. I think there's far too many super rugby teams. There are nurseries and strongholds: Queensland, New South Wales, ACT. Melbourne and Perth, I get the expansion, but that, that, they've just got to pull back. I mean, when the Western Force started, they were the Queensland B team, or at least some of the cream of Queensland's crop and then the rest of the best. That is still the case. They are not producing players. The nurseries haven't sprung up. So we need to have a look at our super rugby teams. How many do we need before we're diluting the pond? Then we've actually even got to creep it back further. Our nurseries, our schools, our private schools, our GPS and, and the Catholic school system, that, that was the nursery for rugby. They are now a stronghold for rugby league teams. And it's not that rugby league teams are poaching out of that pond. They're putting the 12-year-olds, the 13-year-olds who they've identified at Carnals into that private school system, which was once a bastion of rugby union. It's just now a breeding ground, I suppose, or almost a... What's the... Uh, the, the, the it's almost... Well, it's a school... It's a school with all the best facilities and the best coaches to make rugby league players better, and, and they mm. just don't have the money to comp- they don't have the money to compete. And I think that is probably where Dan Herbert needs to start. Money, M- money in rugby is just not there at the moment. I know they were trying for private equity and that, that fell over for the meantime, but I think that's got to be the crux. They, they need the money because they can't compete against AFL. They cannot compete against rugby league. They don't have the money. So, someone did a deal. Hamish McLean was one of the, the, the park rugby on a paywall behind, and, and not mainstream paywall, not, not Foxtel or, or Sky as it is in your part of the world. We're talking another streaming system, and, and people just don't see it anymore. They don't watch it. 
And when the Wallabies, the shot front, aren't winning, that doesn't yeah. help either. Be- okay, what about this, Ben? Oh, I just stumbled into this reading a text earlier, and I kind of th- I was trying to work out where the you know what you could compare rugby to in New Zealand. Maybe is it Australian cricket? I was just trying to do some comparisons for for our audience yeah. here, and I stumbled into this. Why should should the Wallabies aspire to be the Black Caps of world rugby? Underfunded, under resourced, not a big player pool, but a domestic season and a domestic system that works, and for somehow somehow constantly fosters these mature cricketers that can go underpowered, undermanned to tournaments and world cricket and actually fight on reputably. We're never going to compete with uh, Australia or India in an absolute arms race, but we can beat them on any given day. Is that what the Mm. Wallabies should be looking to do? 100%. That's a a really good analogy. And it's something... The only only thing I would say to that is that there's not... uh, And correct me if I'm wrong... Are there competing forces for cricket over there taking their players away to play in another code? Uh, I, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, yeah, rugby no. league, rugby league is where they're all going, and and, and even the even the say a lock forward, a lock in in rugby is getting pinched by the AFL system because their development and pathways and and influx and and reach into normal rugby strongholds, New South Wales, Queensland, they're identifying. The, the, the two-metre-tall 16-year-old and putting them into, you know, AFL academies. Caelan Ponger, not that he was one of those, but Caelan Ponger was part of the Brisbane Lions Academy, as well as being at Churchy, which is the Anglican Grammar School um, in the rugby system, and yet he ends up playing rugby league. Rugby just cannot compete. So, yes, they have they have the big pool of rugby rugby league, the NRL, pulling pulling players against them. But it's a, hey, it's not a bad analogy. I mean, you know, it's in Australian DNA to be the underdog, to be the fighter, to to come in and and you know punch above your weight. That's probably where rugby needs to aspire to. Mm. But hang on, but hang on, we're talking we're talking about a country that's won World Cups ninety nine. Nine, <laughs> making yeah. finals in 2003, uh, yeah. although it fell off a cliff after beating the British and Irish Lions in 2001. Dan, Dan Herbert, the, the, the new boss of Australian rugby, he scored two tries to be the to be part of the first Australian team or to win a Lions series. So, but you know what? That's yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, the the, mm. the eucalyptus has wilted, Ben. Um, oh, look, I'm depressed talking about it. Wilted and on fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's right. I'm, uh, can you cheer us up? What are the dolphins up to? Surely they, they, you must have some sort of Australian. <laughs> you must be winning something at the moment, other than the cricket. You guys are going great. You're you are an amazing sporting nation, and look, we give each other uh, you know a bit of an elbow here and there, the Australian and Kiwis. But personally, I. I Revere Australia is one of the great sporting nations. So, and I didn't mind seeing them beat India actually and silencing that crowd, which allegedly yeah. is 130,000, but no one's got the actual fact sheet on that. So, now it's good to chat this morning anyway, Ben. There's lots to be proud of over there, and you've, you're not short of sporting topics for your show on SENQ, are you? No, exactly right. From cricket to, to rugby, and they are our two national shot fronts uh, on a truly international stage. Cricket, obviously, is our national sport, uh, and as far as an international stage, it, it is rugby. I mean, because it's played in so many countries around the world. So the Wallabies are our truly international football team, recognisable. Um, some may argue that it's all the Zocaroos now, but but no, rugby is still the the shot front for us. And right now, the shot front, so the windows kicked in and and has been uh, and has been looted. So we need to figure out how to fix that. 
Beautiful stuff, mate. So good, so good here to give us some of your time before your show this morning. Really appreciate it. And um, anytime you need anything over this side, you just get in touch with us. Uh, likewise. Great to chat, mate. Thank you.